Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Today, we've left our regular table at Commander's Palace in the Garden District and traveled downtown to the Arts District. We're at the Contemporary Arts Center where currently art is taking a back seat to business. This is the current home of Idea Village's annual bridge between Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest. It's a party that's come to be known as NOWE, you spell it N-O-E-W, which is an acronym for New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. NOWE is an annual business festival celebrating entrepreneurship, innovation, and new thinking in New Orleans. Today I'm going to introduce you to some of the more notable party goers. Let's kick it off by meeting two New Orleans entrepreneurs. Brendan Anthony Dodd is better known to many New Orleanians as Bagel Boy. Brendan's company, Bagel Boy, specializes in delivering fresh bagels to your home or work, wherever you are in New Orleans. Brendan, do you prefer to be called Brendan or Bagel Boy? Uh, I, I mean, I enjoy the being called Brendan, but I've gotten used to being called Bagel Boy. I, I've just assumed that's my new name that's now. Your new, yeah, that, what, <laughs> what an image. That's perfect. And, uh, and Brendan does not sound Jewish, and you're in the bagel business. I, I, I am not Jewish. No, I've so, <laughs> got a lot of issues here. They, uh, Brendan, welcome out to lunch. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'd also like you to meet Allison Kilday. Now, Allison is the co-founder of a company called Damesley. Damesley is a new boutique tour operator that aims to connect creative and professional women. The Damesley experience combines networking with travel. So instead of meeting interesting women on LinkedIn, you meet them hiking in the Andes. <laughs> Allison, welcome out to lunch. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Brendan, your company, Bagel Boy, grew out of your pretty logical idea to quit delivering bagels on your bike for free and start charging folks for showing up at their house with fresh bagels. Just genius. <laughs> Did you do any market research that told you that there were enough New Orleanians desperate enough to, for a bagel to provide you with a reliable customer base, or was it just a hunch that this would work out? Uh, it was basically just a hunch, because what it was is I used to work at a bagel shop, and whenever they wouldn't sell those bagels at the end of the day, I would take them off their hands, post on Facebook who wanted bagels, People would comment, and then I would deliver bagels for free around New Orleans, so bagels didn't go to waste. Because I don't oh like food God. If you can't meet away. girls like that, how are you going to do it? That's great. I know that's why I'm doing this. Hopefully, I meet someone. <laughs> so, but no, it it was cool. And then Loyola featured me on the front page of the Maroon, and that's when I realized that there was business potential. Oh. Uh, and so in December, I got my LLC for this, and it's kind of just blown up since then. Now, um, are you the bagel maker? Is there another? Oh no, yeah, this is all me. So I make the bagels, I deliver them, I do all my social media so it's wow. a one-man job right i'm looking now. at the whole company yeah this is really yeah this is, this is i'm literally really the something. face of the company <laughs> and, uh, now what brought you to new orleans i moved here august 2012 i actually just graduated from loyola university oh. with a marketing degree this past may and you've got so. a cardinal's hat on so i assume you're from st louis uh of course okay. always represent <laughs> the red yes now, <laughs> now allison damesley is a business built solely around women what is the premise behind the concept? Uh, what is unique to traveling with women that is an advantage over, say, traveling with both women and men? 
Um, we actually, this is a spin-off company from a previous uh, partnerships between my company and my co-founder, Kelly. Uh, for four years, we've been hosting a conference called Women's Travel Fest, and every year, about two to 300 women from around the world have shown up to learn about traveling, uh, getting inspired by each other, and networking. And the Dame City is kind of a natural offshoot where we decided, let's take it, let's take it what we're talking about. Instead of meeting in a conference room or in a cool venue, let's go travel and hopefully build the bridges and shatter the glass ceiling. And where, and where <laughs> this glass ceiling keeps moving around the world. It's so great. There. Where, where do you, where have you gone? Uh, we actually just launched last August. Uh, we've done writing and writing, which is a writing workshop for writers in Colorado, riding horses, having workshops. Uh, we were in Grand Canyon for with a photographer. She was an up-and-coming National Geographic photographer, and she taught our tour about using the DSLR while we're hiking. So it's really having a mentor or someone experienced with you during a weekend or a week, really hands-on teaching you skills or experiences that you want to do. So there's a theme. You would go yep. to a, uh, you mentioned a writer's or a photography. Mm -hmm. that, and uh, how, do they, how do you market this? Uh, currently, because we do have a network, an uh, online community, as well as a conference, uh, Kelly has built up a pretty robust uh, community online, and we keep building that with Damesley. We were featured on New York Times, uh, Brit & Co. Wow. last year. So we got in some eyeballs, but we're still definitely in beta, just launching. Now, Brendan, the New York Times, that is actually bigger than the Maroon. Yeah, at, uh, just a just, I'm bit. just telling just you, a I, little don't, bit. I don't want you two to go at each other, <laughs> but it's... Uh, You're yeah. going to have to hold me off. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Allison, I, this seems like a great idea. Is anybody else doing it? Uh, there's a couple of companies doing uh, woman-only tours. It's one of the fastest-growing niche markets in the travel industry. But what we're trying to do is a little extra value add. Uh, we're actually trying to create a place where mentors, like I mentioned, experts and peers can meet. So what I really wanted to do is after going to many conferences, I was tired of being one of 1,000 or one of 10,000. And I thought if I was going to spend that kind of money, wouldn't it be awesome to basically hang out for the weekend with a speaker or have a speaker teach me something in my industry that I would like to learn? So this is kind of a hybrid of kind of industry networking and our passion for travel, and we're trying to bridge and the and gap. One question. I'm trying to picture uh, what your brochure might look like. <laughs> You've got a, a location and a theme. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you and know, a, hopefully that person wants And the mentor is a, kind of the, a triangle. Yeah. They, <laughs> now, you are um, not originally from, from here, but... Uh, no, I've been in New Orleans about seven, eight years. I uh, moved here to actually launch my first startup, which is a marketing agency called Hop and Jaunt. Ah. Now, Brendan, when we get to food, I always have food, foodie questions. Uh, um, what are the legal health requirements for making bagels? You do this in your kitchen, or? Yeah, so right now I make them in my kitchen, but I, uh, I, so I just started this three months ago, and so that's one of the reasons I joined this competition is so I can get an actual legit kitchen to use because I work out of mine, but it's super small, uh, and for me and like business has just been growing so rapidly, I need an actual big kitchen to use. Cause like I can only make like 16 bagels at a time, and it like it can become like a hassle. And so having a kitchen where I can make like 50 at a time is just like what I'm looking for. Now, since so. you're you're working with your legs, what's your footprint? I mean, I I couldn't call you from Sorrento and ask you to <laughs> bike we'll up by 10. I well I so I deliver. I actually have a car now, so oh. it makes it makes delivering a Things lot easier. Things have really moved along. Yeah, so I delivered like to Metairie, Bywater, Gretna. But I also posted my Mardi Gras bagel on Reddit, and it was trending. So I also mail bagels around the country as well now. Uh, so I've mailed to California, Texas, Wyoming, New York, Boston. They must be good. Some of those are towns with great bagel places. Exactly, and they're choosing me over that there. Is, uh, <laughs> that is, uh, how much does it cost to get this bagel delivered? Or 
So do you mean like ship into another state? Or like, or no, just, like, just have you drive by and so uh, I, I just charge drive by two, would be a very bad I just, idea. For <laughs> I just do a two ninety five delivery fee on top of like the cost and the tax. So should we tip you? Uh, I would appreciate okay, it. Okay, all right. I always have that Uber I'm not question. Gonna, That's I'm not why I was say uh, no. They, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Allison, with these uh, groups, about how big is a group? Uh, we're capping them off at twelve because we really want a very intimate uh, group. Uh, we're actually heading to Hawaii on Friday for Whoa. our first beta, our first major uh, long, well, we, one week long trip this year. So we're going to Hawaii for a week, and this one's going to be a little bit more self-discovery, like surf lessons, hiking, and then also kind of working with the life coach. Wow, that is going to be, <laughs> and you, do the people keep up with each other after the trip? Oh, that's our goal, and this is one of the reasons we're going to, as we grow this company, one of our main purposes is to create the back end, kind of the community aspect. Our goal is after we get this kind of launched, the next stage is to kind of either build an app or online platform where people can communicate and keep that network alive. That's what we really believe in is the the connections between people, and that's what we're trying to establish is that connection. Oh, that is, uh, that is you know, I have to ask you this because neither of you grew up here. Um, <laughs> is New Orleans, uh, you know, is it, a, is it a spot that is easy to build a business? I know this is, this is kind of the Vatican here, New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, but do you get support? I, for me, yes. I have received a lot more support than I would have originally thought. Uh, and so, um, like, during the whole voting process to make it into the top ten, like, I was in first place the entire time. Really? And so the support I received is incredible because I guess I've already created a brand. Like, people know who I am. People know Bagel Boy. And New Orleans is such a small city. It's a big city, but it's a small city. Yeah, so word true. gets across a lot, a lot quicker. And I think that's what's helped me a lot. Oh, you're so. slipping them bagels? The, uh, yeah. the bars? This is, uh, <laughs> Here's a few bagels, a little bugs. Like. <laughs> now, Allison, you were, you'd been here a number of, number of years before you started the business. So. Yes, actually, this is my fourth startup in New Orleans. Uh, Whoa. So we've been, I've been kind of in the scene for a while. I got here about seven, eight years ago, and then we've been in, this, uh, in the scene and the start tech up and watching it with different versions of this scene for well, a while what now. What is it, Allison? I mean, you're, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur. What is that... <laughs> What's your makeup that's different than other people? Oh, I guess I just, uh, I'd rather work 100 hours a week than a 9 to 5, 40. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You're listening to a special edition of Out to Lunch from New Orleans Entrepreneur Week at the Contemporary Arts Center. I'm Peter Raschuti. I've been talking to Brendan Dodd, also known as Bagel Boy, uh, the name of his bagel delivery company, and Allison Kilday, the co-founder of the women's travel and networking company, Damesley. Allison, Brendan, thanks so much for taking time out of Noe to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank uh, you. Of course, thank you. Great having you. Now I'd like to introduce you to Eliel Oliveira. Eliel is the co-founder of a company called ENRE. ENRE uses software to streamline the recruiting of patients for clinic-based research trials with an emphasis on cancer and chronic diseases. Eliel, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Let me also introduce you to Ilya Brodsky. Now, Ilya is the CEO of Pine Biotech. Pine Biotech is a bioinnovation company that describes itself as delivering solutions to ease multi-omics analysis and integration, allowing industries to seize the challenge and the promise of the future. Ilya, maybe you could explain to me what that means. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, everybody gets stuck here on the multi-omics, but basically everybody knows genomics, right? You right? know, your okay. genetic information really influences how you respond to treatments and how to diagnose any kind of disease. So multi-omics takes it a step further, 
because the microbiome and all kinds of other regulation in the body also have an influence. So we collect all that information to allow precision targeting for specific therapeutics and much better diagnostics for patients. Now, how big is this market potentially? Well, it's actually uh, projected to be about $20 billion uh, by 2020. Uh, that's the total bioinformatics market. That's kind of where we fall in. But in reality, we are in between the precision medicine and pure bioinformatics. So we're a solution for the precision medicine initiative, and that's a big market. I think it's still hard to estimate how fast it will grow, but it's already growing pretty fast right now. Let me ask you one other question. What were you doing that you saw the need for this? So actually, we worked with a number of patients that were treated in a very impersonal way. Somebody that's 24 comes in, has cancer, gets treated like they're 50 or 60. So obviously, individual approaches are needed. But then, to get that individual approach right, you only have a few chances. And so to get it right the first time, you need to collect all that data and make informed decisions. So by having those interactions and working with scientists that are showing that we still know very little about how cancer and other diseases like that progress, we started to build a solution that takes the data, analyzes data, and informs clinicians in a different way. Now, Eliel, we're all aware of clinical trials and how important they are to proving or disproving that new drugs work and, and the way they're designed. When you're testing out a drug that is meant to cure a type of cancer, I assume a clinical trial means finding people who have that particular cancer and who are willing to be human guinea pigs. Uh, I would imagine a person in that position poised somewhere between life and death doesn't just sign up for a trial like you sign up for a, like a three-month trial of satellite TV. Um, are there established protocols for putting together a group of patients for a clinical trial that you are improving on? Or have you come up with a whole new approach to this specialized and very important occupation? Yes, there are protocols in place. The way that's done today is that researchers basically find what patients fit that profile and try to meet with them face to face and get them involved. It's very inefficient, very resource intensive. Uh, so the ways that we have been doing this is by automating using technology. We look at the medical data, we find what fits your profile, and then we target you electronically and now, suggest to you. How does that affect with, uh, say, HIPAA? I mean, you can't just look into everybody, right? That's a great question. The way that we do it, we anonymously find you. So we never know who you are, but whenever you touch one of the systems, we are able to tell you that you actually fit a profile for a specific trial, and then we recruit you. Wow, now you were a former student of mine. I did not teach you any of this. No, yes, not I at just all. wanted to make that clear. I, there's, uh, <laughs> and I didn't know what multi meant until just a few minutes ago, so things are, uh, things are really picking up. Um, you're, uh, let's see, Eliel, you're from Brazil, That's and you're from Israel. They don't, how'd you end up in New Orleans? So I came here because of my wife. That uh, happens a lot, by the way. I lot, was going to so, say, it's in the yeah. brochure. Yeah, a lot of so, people don't realize yeah. it. Yeah, and so she was an Orleanian, or, or she well, was living okay, here? Okay, so she actually, we got married in Israel. And when we had our second child, she realized that she really needs her mommy. You know, she really <laughs> needs her daddy. She wants to get out of there and be where she knows everybody. So we moved uh, about four years ago now. Wow, and, and uh, but what about yourself? Did uh, you working offshore? In the oil industry of Brazil and moved here in the Gulf? Or? No, no, I came, no, I came to go to school, to go to Tulane yeah, and be a student. But then I married a local and oh, got stuck here as well. This so. is great. What an ad for local women this show is. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is terrific. Where do, you, um, uh, where do you go from here, Elia? What, um, what, once you get past the New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, what, 
if, if all goes well, how do you push forward? Well, actually, today we're having a symposium at the Louisiana Cancer Research Center that brings together different people that we want to pilot this approach on real patients. So I think it will take us some time to get there because we have to start with a research study, but I hope that it will convert into a pilot study at one of the local healthcare providers, and we can together identify the most value that we can produce for the patients that live here. What I think is unique about New Orleans is it actually represents so many different places. It's not your Stanford and, you know, maybe a Brigham, but, right. but I think it still provides a very ambitious program that they want to deliver. And if we can help them get there faster, I think we can replicate this in many places in the U.S. and around the world. And what about being, um, Eliel's asking, what about being in the sciences here in New Orleans? Is it, uh, we know it's a pretty good entrepreneurial community, it's built up and built up, but being a science entrepreneur, how does, how does that feel? Or it, it feels that uh, they, they need some understanding of, you know, the entrepreneurship mindset uh, to be able to take what they have out of their labs into the market. But I would say that that's not a problem just of New Orleans. It's probably nationally. I remember talking to some colleagues of ours in, at Harvard right now. They have $1.8 billion of IP that they have developed and nobody ever did anything with it. So that's a big challenge wow. in every health system. They develop new stuff, it doesn't get used, it's too complex, they don't understand entrepreneur mindset and business. So. There's a lot of opportunity here, but I would say nationally as well. Now, he had, uh, Ilya had mentioned what a huge potential market that is. What about your side? It's, it's, it's a big problem. Uh, $100 billion a year is spent in clinical trials, and 30% of that is to recruit patients in clinical trials. That's $30 billion a year, but here's the, the big thing. Two out of three times, it fails, because the process is very manual, resource intensive, and it's very intrusive uh, to a lot of people. I give the example that a year ago, my wife and I went to do ultrasonography to find out if we're going to have a daughter or a boy. And then, in, you know, instead of the, the doctor coming in the room, a recruiter came in to talk to my wife about the trial. That was not fun at all. We were there to see the baby for the first time. So my wife said no in the end. But if you could think about it, they had to look at the records to find out that she fit the profile and be there at the clinic. He spent 30 minutes talking to you to just get a no. And that's the problem we're trying to solve by automating electronically how to get a hold of patients and get them involved. Is it me or could you guys do business together? We could definitely. That's uh, everybody's can. telling us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should work it. together. Yeah, oh it's my god. Yeah. And if it worked out, I would get like a finder's fee, like a washer dryer or something. Yes, this oh, you're not the first one. <laughs> oh, really? You're not, you're not the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elio, let me ask you this: uh, Why is it important to do clinical trials? It's important because we need to get new therapies and drugs out to market so that can save lives. I'll give you an example. Uh, 30 years ago, if you were a breast cancer you know, patient, you'd have less than 75% chance of survival. Today, you have 90% chance of survival, over 90%. And that's great, but it took 30 years to get there. Right. We don't want it to continue to take that much time to find a solution. So, so we can accelerate that process by getting patients involved and get answers quicker. Even if it's not the right answer, we want to fail fast so we can get to the right ones. If you ever do a piece on colorblindness, I, I would like to be in your survey, by the way, if that, okay. that helps. The, uh, <laughs> and how do you... I, Eli, I got to ask you this. It was very, you have a great explanation of your company, but how do you get people to understand really what you're doing? I mean, I'll try another way. What do you tell people at parties? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the biggest challenges, getting the science language simplified to a level that anybody can understand. And I think that for us personally, for me personally, this was something that 
dealing with a lot of people, uh, explaining this helps you refine the message. And what I would say in a simple line is just like everybody's fingerprint is individual, the way our body operates is even much more individual. So taking that complexity into account on any clinical decision really plays a huge difference in the outcome. My guests and out to lunch today have been Elia Brodsky from Pine Biotech, Eliel Oliveira from Enri, Allison Kilday from Damesley, and Brendan Dodd from Bagel Boy. You can find out more about all my guests and about New Orleans Entrepreneur Week and Idea Village by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show was recorded live over lunch at NOE, New Orleans Entrepreneur Week, at the Contemporary Arts Center. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Special thanks today to Idea Village and Kelsey Hyde, Curry Smith, and Molly Horton for their invaluable production assistance. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen. And at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and it's worth it, it really is, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table back at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp.